Welcome to the Fedora Podcast, a proud member of the Destination Linux Network. This is Season 2, Episode 5. This is the podcast to teach you about how the Fedora community works. We bring you interviews, news, and more. I'm Edward, and today we have Timothy Ravier, who is working in a new exciting project called Fedora Kinoite. Hi, Timothy. How are you? Hi. I'm good, thanks. So, Timothy, to start out, what is Fedora Kinoite, and how does it relate to Fedora Silverblue? Fedora Kinoite is a new Fedora variant. It's an immutable desktop variant, which uses the Kili Plasma desktop. It's based on the same technology as Fedora Silverblue, so that's RPM OS3 to manage a system, Podman to create and manage containers, and Flatpaks to manage applications. So, Timothy, I have a, a little question that is, uh, in first place, how do you pronounce the name? Because the, the greeting is, is a little quite difficult to, to know. And why do you name it like that? What does Kinoite means? So you have two options to pronounce the name Kinoite. The first one is the English way. You say Kinoite. And it's uh, as a reference to the blue mineral. So I chose this name initially because um, Kili is, uh, it starts with a K and usually you name everything with a K. So Kinoite is K, starts with a K, and Kinoite is a blue mineral, so that's fitting because Kili is also closely um, related to the blue color. The second option is to use the Japanese Latin pronunciation, which is Kinoite. Um, which means uh, in Japanese um, that there is a tree, which is really fitting because we're using RPM OS3 and underneath OS3, which is uh, like a, a tree way to manage a system. Timothy, why did you decide to create Kinoi? What sparked the idea? When Silverblue was announced and the, the whole projects around it, I was really curious about this new way to manage a system and manage applications and everything that comes with it. And so I got really interested and, and uh, I said to myself, okay, let's try and do something based around that. And let's try and do something, build something based on the KDE desktop uh, with the same technologies. And that's how everything got started. So uh, same uh, having this uh, new new project that is based in the same technologies that is a uh, flag pass at RPM OS3. So the next, uh, I think the next question that comes to mind is uh, how did you get the apps for Circanoid? So you are not a, an RPM based like the, the workstation or the KDUSP. The best way to get applications on Kinoid is to use flat packs. So you can get flat packs from several sources. You can get them from FatHub or you can get them directly from Fedora. This is the best way to use application because it's well integrated and it works well. Uh, but some of them are not available. Some applications are not available as flat packs yet. So you, what, what's uh, interesting is that Fedora Kinoite is essentially Fedora. So it's built from Fedora packages and any application that is available in the Fedora repository can be installed as well in Kinoite. With Kinoite, you guys are shipping KDE. And I'm curious, how many of the KDE applications are already packaged up into Flatpaks? Right now, we don't have KDE applications available as Flatpaks from Fedora. So you will have to get them from Flathub. We don't have all the applications available in Flathub, but 
some of them are and uh, a lot of them you uh, the, the other ones you will have to get them from rpms oh so it will be some time to get some flatbacks then i know that the kde runtime is already in in the flatback right the the we uh, the runtime and everything is packaged in Fedora is a little bit different in FlatHub. So uh, the KDE runtime is available in FlatHub and you have applications in FlatHub based on that, uh, big KDE applications. Uh, for Fedora, it's uh, packaged a little bit differently, uh, but it's work in progress and that should be ready for Fedora 35 for the Kinoite release. So uh, now that we are talking about this this new version of Fedora, I know people is going to be interested to to know where it's going to be available, where, how lockdown is, where, uh, how much I can try to touch it and play with it. Uh, it's already a place to test to test at least. Right now, there are no official builds of Fedora Kinoid because it's still in progress. That's planned for Fedora 35, the, the first Fedora Kinoid official release. There are, however, unofficial builds that are available on my server, and you can find all the instructions to uh, install that uh, in the Fedora magazine article, which will be linked. Um, one thing to remember is that those images, those, uh, those versions of the Kinoid, are 100% Fedora RPMs. So they are just built from Fedora RPMs. So they are very, very close to what the final Fedora Kinoite release would be. Uh, they are just built by me on my server instead of being built by Fedora itself. Um, you should expect raw height builds of Fedora Kinoite showing up uh, during the Fedora 35 development circle. So that should be really soon. And uh, remember that those links will be available uh, are available in our description of this episode, so you can test it uh, as fast as you can. How can I contribute to Kinoite if I want to help out? To contribute to Kinoite, the most important thing to remember is that Fedora Kinoite is Fedora. So essentially. Anything you do in Fedora, which is, for example, packaging, uh, translation work, um, anything, logo making, uh, art making, um, everything you do for Fedora will have an impact on Fedora Kinoite. So you can start there. Then Kinoite, of course, is based on the KDE Plasma desktop. So any development work that you do on KDE Plasma, the desktop, any bug fixes you do in applications, um, everything will get included in Kinoite itself. Then finally, you get, you of course, you can help us uh, build and work in Kinoite itself. So there are a couple of applications that are more focused on specific things in Kinoite. So for example, there are changes needed in, in Plasma Discover, uh, work in progress, uh, and things like that. You can also help us bring as many KDE applications as flashbacks, either in FlatHub or in Fedora itself, and that would really help. Uh, and finally, you can always test and help us fix bugs in, in Kinoite itself. That sounds pretty nice. So uh, do you have like a list of applications that have priority to be built in flag into flashbacks or... Or the, the very first things that you will need to have as flagpacks? I would say that the list of applications that are available right now in FlatHub 
should be the priority to bring to federal infrastructure as flat packs. Um, so I chose like the most common apps and uh, tried to make them available. Um, some of them, some applications still need some code changes to work well in flat packs. Uh, you can see some submission in FlatHub for those. And uh, I've made a list of all applications that still need to be ported to FlatHub for KDE applications. So this is going to, to be available in the public probably for Fedora 35. No, the next release Fedora 34 that we are too excited to because we have a lot of those changes. Um, where we are going to be able to get, to get the images for Fedora Kinoite in Fedora 35? When Kinoite will be released, uh, it will be available alongside the Fedora KDE spin on the spin page. Uh, so it should be available just right, right on, the, on the side here. Uh, as it's, it's fitting, as we are essentially, we are the variant of the Fedora KDE spin. Um, we are based on the same technology, uh, just like uh, Fedora Silverboo is a variant of, of Fedora Workstation, for example. Nice. So um, the KDE spin side will be also in our description to, to be able to, to, to get it. I want to know, like, how locked down is it compared to Workstation? How much can you fiddle with the parts that maybe you shouldn't be fiddling with. Fedora Kinoide is based on RPM history. So the idea is that we are trying to change perspective from a system where you manage every single package to something more hybrid where you use an hybrid image and package system, which is RPM OS3. Um, so the idea is with OS3 part of RPM OS3 is that you move from one image to the other and you move, so you move your, your entire system from one version to the other. But at the same time, the RPM part of RPM OS3 is that you are allowed to change, add and replace RPMs from the image and you have full control over that. Uh, so we like to say immutable in a sense that it gives you an immutable system, but it's not immutable in the sense that you cannot change anything in it, but the more that you have power and control um, on how things are changed and how, how you manage change from the defaults from the, the what's in the image by default. So in this way, I remember that... Uh... Some of the way that that this technology works are related of the way that control version system works. For example, as Git, but you can go uh, forward and backward depending on the state of you have your system. Am I right? OS3, yes, OS3 is essentially Git for your operating system. It's a good image. Um, you get several versions of your system and uh, which are a collection of packages that are shipped as a single image uh, referenced by a single hash just like in git you get a collection of files that are referenced by a single uh, hash and uh, with os3 just like with commits you move from one version to the other and here you move from one OS3 deployment to the other one version of your system to the other it's easy to update and to move to the new version, you just have to reboot, essentially. 
and the main advantage here is that if for whatever reason you update your system and you have bug, you can always roll back. You just go back to the previous version, you just reboot, and that's it. You're back on the previous one. It's safe to say that on Linux, drivers are kind of a pain. How's the driver installation situation for Kinoi? The most important thing to remember here is that Fedora Kinoi is Fedora. So anything that is supported on Fedora itself, supported by the Fedora kernel, is supported on Fedora Kinoi. So essentially... Fedora gets, usually gets very fresh and very updated kernels uh, all the time. Uh, so if you stay up to date, you should have access to most of, uh, most, most of the hardware support. For some out-of-tree drivers, uh, there is uh, support included uh, in Fedora and things work well for, for, the, for the most popular ones. So for example, the NVIDIA drivers works well and, uh, and some of this should work well too. That sounds great. Uh, another thing that, that is, could be an issue that people can think about it is about the, the rebooting. Uh, every time we did a change that I stick to the system, we have to reboot. And a thing that we are normally proud of is that you don't have to reboot every time you install an application. So how this works in, in Kinoite and in this type of technology-based uh, distributions of Fedora? That's a fair question. You don't want to reboot every time. And you don't have to on Fedora Kinoi. Because most of the time, your applications are flat packs. So to install, remove, or update application, package.flatpacks, you don't need reboot. You just do that live, and you stop and start your application. On the other end, if you have common line tools, those tools, you can simply run them in containers. So easiest way to do that is to use Toolbox, which is a tool uh, which helps manage containers, helps manage um, how you put all your tools in, in, inside a container and do that on your system. And again, you don't need to reboot to do that. It, it just works live. Um, and in RPM OS 3, we, uh, finally, we also added uh, support to live install application RPMs uh, on the system. So it, even for that, you don't need to reboot. You, you can install some applications and apply the change live and uh, it will be safe. And finally, if you update the kernel, if you have a big update of the system, which changes a lot of things, a lot of services, a lot of applications, you hold desktop, then of course you will have to reboot because you cannot just update the kernel live, you have to reboot to update. One thing that I would prefer we talk about a little bit more is the installation of apps. Now, I know we covered like flat packs, RPMs, good. But let's say that I grabbed a random app off the internet and I unzipped the file and there's a shell script that I'm going to run and it's going to copy paste files all over my system so that it can run. Can I do that on Kinoite? Indeed. One of the things that is important with Kinoite, uh, as we use RPM tree to manage the system, then um, the whole slash user, uh, which contains all the system files, is read-only on system, and it's read-only for everybody, even for root. Um, so you cannot really like 
run your word in StarScript that you downloaded from the internet and expect it to work if it is placing files in slash user, for example. So the thing is, you don't you usually don't need to do that because most applications that you will need to to install or run on your system will be just fine if run and installed inside a container. So you can either use Toolbox to install them and they will work inside the Toolbox and they will show up on your system. It works for command line tools and it also works for graphical applications. So everything here is supported. Uh, and on another option is you can still make an RPM uh, from those word binaries or web tools and um, with uh, with the RPM you can overlay that on the system too or you can use flatbacks that's great that's like uh, the confirmation that containers are not already the future containers are now definitely containers are working right now and on Linux it's a really good way to manage a lot of things Fedora Kinoite Fedora Silver Blues our entire operating system based around the, a lot of tools which are themselves based on containers and they are built around containers and uh, are to work with them and they're a great way to do that. Thank you all you for, for listening and I want to give a special thank you to Timothy to take the time to, to record the interview with us. Uh, we have some bumps in the road to take the, the recording but finally we get it here and he's talking about this amazing project. And I also want to thank uh, Grayson because he's been very, very great with the new podcast season and setting things up again to give us a new room uh, season of the Federal Podcast. Uh, thank you, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. And now, my interview with Neil Gamba of the KDE Spin. Hi, Neil. Hey, Grayson. How are you doing? Good. So let's get right into the interview. What is KDE and what's Fedora KDE? Okay, so KDE, uh, originally known as the COOL, with a K, desktop environment, is uh, now just doesn't stand for anything, according to the KDE community. Uh, KDE is a community that builds a lot of applications, libraries, services, and stuff around a desktop experience that they call KDE Plasma. And the KDE Plasma desktop provides a vision of how a free and open source Linux desktop experience should look like. And Fedora KDE SIG combines the work that the KDE community has made with the Fedora community work with the Fedora Linux distribution. So the main deliverable of the Fedora KDE SIG is the Fedora KDE Plasma Edition, or Fedora KDE Plasma Spin. That is a variant of Fedora that provides a customized Fedora KDE desktop that works to provide a 
a showcase of KDE technologies to users so that they can learn, play, and explore using the latest and greatest from the KDE community and from the Fedora community. You mentioned drawing from the Fedora community, whose flagship OS would be Fedora Workstation. How does Fedora KDE relate to Fedora Workstation, and what would be the primary differences? So, the Fedora KDE Plasma Spin and the Fedora Workstation uh, Edition both are desktop-oriented flavors of Fedora Linux. And the primary difference between the two is the desktop environment that's shipped. So Fedora Workstation ships the GNOME desktop environment from the GNOME project, and the Fedora KDE Plasma Spin provides uh, the KDE Plasma desktop. Beyond that, um, actually we're quite similar. We tend to make very similar choices in terms of what kinds of applications are shipped, uh, what uh, kind of system configuration stuff is done. And there's a lot of coordination uh, between the Fedora Workstation Working Group and the Fedora KDE SIG to make sure that we do things and provide a good experience between the two desktops. Uh, for example, with Fedora 33, the effort to switch to ButterFS was actually a joint effort between the Fedora KDE SIG and the Fedora Workstation Working Group. Going back to the beginning, where did Fedora KDE come from and who created it? So Fedora KDE's ancestry goes all the way back to um, a little bit before the Fedora project was actually created. Um, there was a project called KDE on Red Hat. Uh, it was started by Rex Dieter back in 2003, and he's, the, he's one of the folks that actually leads the KDE SIG today. He founded the KDE SIG and merged the KDE on Red Hat project into Fedora when the core extras merge happened back in 2007. So for those who don't know, when I say the core extras merge, Fedora as it stands today didn't always exist as a big unified um, platform where you have everything to choose from. It used to be split into two main components, Fedora Core and Fedora Extras. Fedora Core was the base Linux distribution, which was primarily maintained by the folks at Red Hat in the same vein to help deliver new technologies that they were interested in and to be a, the input for developing Red Hat Enterprise Linux releases. Fedora Extras was the overlay of all the community-maintained software layered on top of previously Red Hat Linux, now Fedora Core, and those two were brought together in what was no, what was called as the Core Extras merge, where the source trees for Fedora Core and Fedora Extras were put together, and the build systems and all the processes around the two were unified, often favoring the Fedora Extras uh, processes because uh, it it helped the community more. So like there was a lot of effort around that front. And as part of a lot of that effort, like the build systems changed and a lot of the ways that uh, decisions in the Linux distribution development changed. And that provided the avenue in which the KDE on Red Hat 
project was able to merge into the Fedora project, and thus the Fedora KDE SIG was born. It was one of the first SIGs to be created in Fedora. Interesting. So we just talked about the beginnings. Now going back to today, who is Fedora KDE aiming for? Who is their target market, and why should that target market want to use Fedora KDE? The Fedora KDE spin targets pretty much everyone would like a high-quality, secure desktop computing experience. There's a little bit of a slant to favor those who prefer the latest and greatest technologies um, to do software development and that sort of stuff in the same way that uh, the Fedora Workstation Edition does. Um, but we try to provide a good balance of tools and applications and a, a good out-of-the-box default user experience that can make anyone comfortable from beginner all the way to expert-level Linux guru types. And as for why they would want to use it, well, it's quite simple. If you love having a uh, simple by default but easily customizable and powerful where needed kind of experience where you know you can get started and be successful but where if you find something that you just you just need something to work a little differently you need something to you know make it your own you want to be able to feel like you have total ownership of your desktop the the plasma desktop environment is great for for you and the fedora kde spin tries to provide that experience and cater to those folks that sounds like me <laughs> so how can I get the Fedora KDE spin? You can get the Fedora KDE spin by going to kde.fedoraproject.org. That'll take you to a page where you can see an overview of the Fedora KDE Plasma spin. And you can go ahead and click the download button to grab the ISO and put it on a flash drive and install it. Alternatively, you can use the Fedora Media Writer, which is available from getfedora.org, to select and download the KDE spin and put it on a USB stick. So I've got the Fedora KDE spin now, and I've started using it, but I want to get involved and contribute. How can I do that? That's a great question. I love hearing people who want to you know, help make the Fedora KDE spin even better. Uh, the best way to you know, get started being involved in the KDE SIG is to go to our mailing list kd at list.fedoraproject.org. You can subscribe to the mailing list and sign up at list.fedoraproject.org. You can search for the KDE mailing list there. Additionally, if you'd like to chat with us in real time, you can go to our matrix room on pound fedora-kde colon matrix.org. Uh, we also have a task tracker where we do a lot of our project management and stuff like that at pegger.io slash fedora-kde slash sig, sig being in all caps. Uh, and also, we have a, uh, a regular meeting every Monday at currently, I think it's 1800 UTC, and that is on the Fedora calendar. So if you, if you go to the Fedora calendar, you can go search for it and join. Or if you're in the IRC or Matrix rooms, you will be able to see us when we, you know, usually notify when, when the meeting is about to start. If you'd like to pop in and say hello, feel free. 
those were a lot of great avenues where people can get involved. Thankfully, we won't have to remember them all because they'll be in the show notes. Thank you, Neil, for coming and talking to me <laughs> about the Kingdom. So I, I Where can we find in, more of you on Matrix the internet? And on Twitter. So like my primary place where I just dump my random thoughts or tweet about interesting things. Uh, it's on Twitter um, at DT underscore Conan underscore Kudo. I'm also on Mastodon. Although you know, Mastodon's a little new to me, so forgive me for being a little unu- uh, not very used to it. I am at Conan underscore Kudo at Fostodon.org. And on Matrix, I am at Conan underscore Kudo colon Matrix.org. Thanks for listening. That was Season 2, Episode 5 of the Fedora Podcast. Please visit podcast.fedoraproject.org to find our chat route, send notes, email, listen to other episodes, and more. We would like to invite you to give us any and all ideas for future episodes, interviews, and topics. Again, podcast.fedoraproject.org for email, forum, and chat room. Thank you. I'm your host, Edward. This episode was produced by Grayson, and Trignology made our music. This is the Fedora Podcast, a proud member of the Destination Linux Network. Please subscribe, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye.